I want to look in the book of uh, Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. It's one of them passages you go to it and people kind of go, oh no, it's going to be one of them canned messages. It's not. This is something that God has been working on my heart for a while and I think it will help you. I'm going to try. I, I, want, to, I want to give to you a little bit of what God has given me on it and I even uh, gave some of that to the board uh, at our board meeting this week. Just the uh, when you're talking about faith, what a big subject. And when you realize that there's probably been no other subject in, in all of Christendom that has been more twisted and contorted and maimed and messed up and, and misrepresented as faith. And you wonder why. Well, the reason is because faith is a very foundation it's a cornerstone of our salvation. It's faith in Christ. We are saved by faith. And if the devil can twist your understanding of faith, he can twist your whole understanding of being a Christian. Everything about what we believe can be twisted with it. So Hebrews chapter 11, are you there? Really simple. I usually read a bigger section. I want to stop right in the first verse where it says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. I want to yes. stop right there. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll open our minds and help us understand. Open your word, and Father, just give me your words for your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. See, I've been stuck on this for weeks now. Faith is a substance. I've heard messages on faith as a substance, and it usually turns into faith is something out there that I can lay my hands on. You know, you go up to that BMW and you say, in the name of Jesus, this is my car. That's my substance. If you were to wave your hand around, you would feel air. You could feel it in your hands. That's an intangible. You know, you can't hold it. It's not a substance. If you pick up your Bible, there's a substance there. What is it trying to tell us? There are a lot of people today who believe in God. If you went around America, 80% of the people would say they believe in God. But is belief good enough? And, and, and I've been pondering this so many ways. There's things around the world you can, you can name the Eiffel Tower. Anybody seen the Eiffel Tower? Well, got a couple people who have seen it. Most of us, the Eiffel Tower is an image on a picture or something in a book that somebody tells us about. But a few people, it's tangible because they've seen it with their own eyes. So many people in their relationship with God, I'm going to try to go slow today because I want to try to get some of and you know how I get wound up. <laughs> so I'm just going to try to go slow and get something across to you to help you out here. So many people in their relationship with God, God is a figure out there. He's an intangible. He is God. There has, you know, who is he? He's God. That's pretty much as far as it goes. So he's out there. Yeah, I know he's in charge. He's got this thing under wraps. You know, I, I'm good. Me and God, we got a thing going. 
Those are one of those terms that you know when somebody says, me and God, we have a thing going. You know they don't have a thing going. <laughs> Here's the an indicator right there. Faith is what takes God from being God out there and makes him tangible in your life. Where he's not just a figure in a book that was written a long time ago. Where he's more than just somebody that you knelt down to and prayed to when you were a child. But he becomes a relational person to you. Just like your husband or wife would be relational or your children relational. It's more than just a name, a, a figure. He becomes tangible. Faith is a substance. It takes that intangible and makes it tangible. It, it takes something that you couldn't touch and you, it makes it able to touch. Now, for some reason, my printer did not print out my first page. So I'm going to have to try to wing some of these first notes here because there was some really important stuff I wanted to get through to you here. <laughs> like the definition of faith. And I like the way the amplified version said that and I had it all printed out, but I don't have my amplified here. So faith, when you get into the Greek, what it is talking about there is a faith in God. A faith in a moral code, in a moral character, a personal faith, a belief in God that goes beyond just an intellectual thing, it becomes a spiritual thing. God says that he imparts to each one. He gives you a measure of faith. Faith comes from God. You don't just wake up one day and say, I think today I will have faith in God. God imparts onto you a faith. And faith is something that is not... We, we want to take it as, a, uh, as an assault rifle. You get your faith, you go out there looking for devils. And I'm going to mow every devil down that comes after me. I, I've got this faith. I am, I am powerful because I am in faith. What is powerful faith? Faith that is powerful is a faith to stand. Having done all to stand, stand, having your having the shield of faith, the shield of faith, not the shield of faith, the shield of faith. I stand in Almighty God. Faith primarily gives you the ability to stand through whatever you're going through at that time. When your dear friend dies. When you get a report from the doctor that you have cancer, when you have a car that doesn't start, or twice like Eva had, or <laughs> two different cars that wouldn't start, or whatever you want to go down, when somebody blows up the engine in your bulldozer. <clears throat> Might have been a little bit of personal feeling right there. <laughs> Faith gives you the ability to stand. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One of the most often quoted scriptures in all the Bible. What does that mean? Oh, I can do anything. I can knock down mouth. I can, I can whoop the enemy. That word means I can withstand all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. 
we misinterpret that passage and turn it into something that means completely different than what it means. I can do or I can withstand all things through Christ who strengthens me. Faith is an armor to withstand. The Bible says you take that shield of faith to do what? To quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. To quench them. The Bible tells us that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can just remove the mountain. Now, I, you know, I come from a Pentecostal background, and those Pentecostals, they want to go looking for mountains they can move around. <laughs> they like to do that. Give me a mountain, I'm going to move that thing. And they take that very literally. Now, I've told you many times. The Bible has metaphors. It has analogies. It has all those things that go in writing. Have you ever known anybody to move a mountain? Has anybody any time in history, including Jesus, ever moved a mountain that we know of? What is it talking about? You have mountains in your life. You have mountains. You have them that you're fighting with. Some people are dealing with family issues. Some people are dealing with, with, with kids. Enough said there. <laughs> Some people are dealing with financial troubles. You can go down the list. Those mountains are in front of you and you don't know what to do. And the Bible says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can just move, remove the mountain. Does the mountain go away? You have a way of going through it, over, around it, I don't know. But the mountain doesn't leave. It's still there. Now, sometimes when we pray, God just takes it away. We'd like that to happen every time. Does it always happen? Now, if you read through that Hebrew passage here, it'll tell you uh, later on in the passage, it'll say that many were raised from the dead. They went, they were survived from the lion's dens and, and, and all these things that they were, they were healed and all these things through faith. And, and we want to capitalize on that. That's awesome. If I have faith, I can have all that. Did everybody get healed? Did everybody get delivered from the lion's den? No. Did everybody get their, their loved ones raised from the dead? We would be very crowded on this earth if that was the case. But that's not how it works. God's people have died for their faith. They have died for the very faith that we carry. Yes, some of them were delivered. You read the story of Polycarp, one of the great men of God down through history. An incredible story where he was sought out. By the, by the authorities, and they, it was like he was waiting for him. He was ready. When they, when they came, he, I think he was 86 years old, I believe, when they rounded him up, and he basically said, let's go. Went down, and they tied him up, and they set him on fire, and he said, God is going to prove himself real, and in the midst of that burning, they said when the flesh was completely burned from his body, and there was no muscle or sinew left, his hands raised unto the Lord. Because God was with him. Now you would say, I would want God to deliver me from the fire. <laughs> if I have enough faith, I'm not going to go through the fire. Faith gives you the ability to stand in the midst of the fire. Amen. Real faith gives you the ability to go through whatever you are going through. We have to understand that Faith is God-initiated, not man-initiated. Here's an example. You have uh, two women. Neither one of them has been able to have babies. They've been praying for years for a baby. In the middle of the night, 
God whispers that still small voice in the ear of one and says, I'm going to give you a child. But the other one, he doesn't. Now, when that woman that, that was spoken to, when she gets up, she can stand on faith for what? God is going to give her a child. Five years down the line where she doesn't have a child and people are laughing at her because she's given this testimony, she can still stand in faith and say, I'm going to have a child. And it might be seven years or ten years, but that child will come. She will have a child. The second woman stands on faith what? That she has a child or she stands on faith in God. It's all about standing on faith. It's the same thing. We don't initiate and say, and, and I, I hope I'm, I'm clarifying that. We don't initiate and go up to, to that, you know, you go out twice and your car doesn't start. So you go out and you find you the car you want. You lay your hands on it and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to have that car. That's man initiated. Are you going to have that car? Probably not. Or David Walkerson said, yeah, the devil will give you a car if that'll get you to go the wrong direction. I think he might have a point there. But if God speaks to you one day and says, I'm going to give you that BMW, you can stand on faith that God is going to give you that BMW. It's a God-initiated faith. We have gotten in trouble, especially us Pentecostals. We've gotten in trouble because we thought we could just throw faith around and everything and get whatever we wanted. It's become this Santa Claus thing, and that's not what it's about, and it twists the complete meaning of faith. Faith puts you where you're at and gets you through it. it Amanda Samrani goes to South Sudan, and she God speaks to her one day and says, I'm going to raise up a ministry in South Sudan, and you're going to be in there, I'm going to use you in that ministry. I'm going to use you to raise up that ministry. And so she stands in faith. I'm going to go to South Sudan and I'm going to do this ministry because God spoke to me. Does that mean every door opens? No. Oh boy. When God speaks, the doors seem to close. <laughs> you just have to kind of work your way through them sometimes. By faith, you say, in the midst of, I know God told me I'm going to South Sudan, so why are they blocking it this way? Why is this happening? Why did that break down? Why is the money not here? Why God? Why God? Why? But you know what? When it's all said and done, she ends up in South Sudan, and she does the work that God called her to do. Because she stands on faith that God said to do that. Now, you're out there, and you say, oh, that's really cool. Amanda is going to South Sudan. She's doing this great ministry. I'm going to do that, too. In the name of Jesus, I'm just going to stand in faith that I get to go to, to Ethiopia, and I'm going to minister. Did God initiate it? If you want to get in trouble, just decide to do that. If you want to find out how fast you can flat, fall flat on your faith, just try to go out on your own without the calling of God behind it. Faith is God initiate. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I, I thought for years, and I, I, I kind of had a closed box view of that. I thought, you know, you read your Bible a lot. You get into the word and it builds your faith. And I, I agree with that. It does. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by that still small voice that speaks in your ear and says, I want to raise up a ministry. You're going to South Sudan. You stand on that faith. Steve and Kelly are standing on faith. Everybody here, whatever your calling is, stands on faith in that particular calling, but you don't have the right or authority to decide what that calling is. God initiates that. And you stand on faith when he has spoken to you. 
Faith is in faith in God, not in circumstances. Here's the problem with so often people will throw out this thing, well, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus that God gives me whatever. That car, I'll pick on cars today. I'm just saying, in the name of Jesus, God is going to give me that car. And it almost becomes to where there's a faith in the faith rather than a faith in God. Faith is to stand. So, my car broke down, I don't know what to do, so do I go out and lay claim to a car that God has not directed me to? Or do I stand in faith and say, God, you know where I'm at? I don't have any wheels. I'm going to stand in faith. And I'm going to believe that God is in charge of all things. I'm going to do all to stand, and then I'm going to stand, because God knows where I'm at. You know what he'll do? He'll provide you a car. One time he provided us a, I think it was an 84 Fiat Strada. Had no reverse, no back door handles that worked, no gas gauge that worked, but it had four tires that rolled most of the time. That's not the one I was laying my hands on and laying claim to at all. I never laid my hands on a Fiat in my life. I will never lay my hands on a Fiat and ask for that car. Standing by faith says that God will provide your needs. He will give you what you need. You will get through your situation. It doesn't matter if it's cancer. Do Christians die from cancer? What the, what does faith? How does faith work in that? Because you have faith in God. In the midst of whatever you're going through, does God heal from cancer? Absolutely God heals from cancer. Does he heal everybody from cancer? No. That's why you stand in faith. Well, I just believe that God's going to heal me. Praise God. I'll stand with you on that. And I will will stand in faith with you on that. But real faith says that God, you know where I'm at. You knew this diagnosis before I got it. We're going from A to Z together, and I'm going to be there. I'm not going to give up. See, this this faith in things and faith in circumstances. See, I didn't need the notes anyway. I'm just kind of winging it here. (laughs) This faith in circumstances is what James talks about when he's saying that people are waving like the wind, the sea. They're just waving up and down. You've seen people like that on fire hot and, and happy for God one week and then something goes wrong and they're down in the dumps. They're thinking about turning it all in and quitting the church and quitting God. They don't want anything to do with it anymore. And then something goes right again and they're back on the mountaintop. That's not faith. That is not faith in God. They're like a wave of the sea that's in and out and up and down. Faith keeps you in the same place with God each and every day. Every day that you wake up, you love God just like you did the day before. When everything is going wrong, you love God just like you did the day before. When you're on the mountaintop, you love God just like you did the day before. No matter what happens, your faith in God does not waver and does not shake. The Bible calls that waving stuff a dead faith. That faith is dead. Faith without works is dead. And we're not saved by works, but faith produces works in our life. What does that mean? Oh, I'm going to cast out devils and do this and do that. No, you're going to do what God called you to do. The most powerful thing you can do is obey God. Faith to obey. It takes it takes faith to obey God. The Bible tells us in the book of, I think it's First John, if you say that you love God and keep not His commandments, you are a liar. 
Faith will draw you to, to, to obedience to God. God is very clear. 1 Corinthians, I believe, is chapter 6 where he lays out some things and he says things like adultery, fornication, homosexuality, theft, etc. People who are involved in that, who live that, will not inherit the kingdom of God. But there are people that claim to be Christian and have faith that are doing that stuff very willingly. And I have to contend that they don't have faith because if they knew what God was saying there, they would not willingly be in that sin. Because faith will take you out of sin. Because faith will give you a healthy fear of Almighty God. There is nothing wrong with being afraid of God. And I'm not talking about trembling terrified. I'm talking about a respectful fear. I think of uh, this thing I've read recently where they were talking about someplace, I don't even remember where, that they were giving out contraceptives to, to young girls and, and taking them to get abortions without their parental consent. And their excuse was because the children were afraid to face their fathers. And I'm thinking, they need to be afraid to face their fathers. There's nothing wrong with being afraid to face your father when you go do something like that. It's okay to be afraid. There should be a healthy fear of father. There should be a healthy fear of God. This modern idea of faith has taken away that fear of God, and he's become like a pal, you know, a playground pal that we just go and have fun with. And we forget that he is the almighty God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He, everything about him is holy and righteous. And faith in him draws you to righteousness along with him. You can read your Bible from cover to cover. You can pray 10 hours a day. But faith leads you to obedience. Faith without obedience. Faith without works. Faith without doing what God has called you to do. Faith without those things is a dead faith. Faith... It's a found, it's it's like a, a sniper rifle more than it's an artillery shell. <laughs> I don't know where that came from exactly, but <laughs> faith. You know, we want artillery shell. We throw faith all over the place. We're, yeah, we just throw faith. But faith says God says do this, and then I can stand on faith and do that. God says I'm going to protect you from that. Then I can stand in faith and say I know that I'm okay. God's going to get me through this. If God speaks to you and says, you've got cancer right now, but I'm going to raise up a testimony in you and I'm going to heal your cancer. You say, praise God. I believe it because God said it. You stand on that faith. Faith is that, that tangible again. I got to get back to that. When he speaks to you, it becomes tangible. It becomes something that you can hold in your hand, so to speak. God says, I'm going to do this. All of a sudden, faith becomes uh, goes from a tangible to a, or an intangible to a tangible. I could hold on to that because God said it. God spoke it. He gave me that. He revealed that to me. It's about standing for truth, not beating up the devil. If you want to get in trouble, think that you're so powerful, you can go look for the devil and whoop him all day long. That's not what God tells you to do. I don't find any place where the where the, God tells you to, to go chase down the devil and beat him up. He's bigger than you. He's more powerful than you. He's stronger than you in every possible way. The only way you stand against the devil is by almighty God's covering upon you. Amen. And we have that covering by faith. I think it was Leonard Albert told a story years ago. He said he had to go through this stretch of woods 
to get home. Uh, and he said there got to be a, some boys that hung out in there and they beat him up if he went through there. And he was telling his brother, who was quite a bit older than him, about it. And his brother said, well, I tell you what, we're going through those woods right now. And he said he, his brother picked up a big old piece of wood, put it on his shoulder, and he said, Leonard, grab on my belt and don't let go. And he said they walked through those woods. He said all I did was hold on to that belt just all along. And they went through that, those woods with that big old stick on the back. That's what we do. We grab on to Jesus and we realize that there's nothing we can do against that enemy. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's more terrifying than anything. We, we can't throw anything at him. But Almighty God says, grab on to me and we'll get through to the other side. That's faith. You remember what Jesus told the disciples? We're going to the other side. You remember when he said that? They all got in the boat. What happened? The storm hit. I want you to think about this. The storm hit. Where was Jesus? He was kicked back in the back of the boat. You know, had his iced tea next to him, feet up. He was kicked back asleep. The disciples were freaking out. They were in a panic. They were checking things overboard. And they were treading water. Finally, they had done everything they could possibly do. And they went back and they said, Jesus, do you not care that we perish? And he said, you silly people. Do you not remember that I told you we were going to the other side? You have little faith. And he got up and calmed the storm. Now, I want you to think about the disciples. Would anything have changed if they would have handled it differently? They would have still been in the storm. The boat still would have rocked. There still would have been water in the boat. And they still would have got to the other side. Do you realize the disciples literally could have taken a nap with Jesus? And nothing would have changed except for the terror that they felt in their own hearts. Because God said, we're going to the other side. If God said, we're going to the other side, you are going to the other side. You better believe the devil's going to throw a storm in there. But you are still going to the other side. I want us to understand that faith is not about personal gain. God does bring personal gain with faith sometimes, but that's not what it's about. Faith is the ability to stand. Job said, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. That's what faith is. When a messenger comes to you and says, your house burned down, your kids were killed, you lost all your cattle, you lost everything you have, your bank account's empty, your car's broke down, the dog died, and you can go down the list. And you say, though he slay me, I still am going to trust God. That's faith. When we shake and our faith wavers because of a situation that goes bad in our life, we didn't have life faith. We need to have the faith that says, no matter what happens, I will stand for my God. Would you pray? Father, this is, the subject is so much bigger than me. I, I can't do it justice, Lord. And I just pray, God, that where I am short, where I am insufficient, that you will do something in the hearts of your people. Show us your word. Help us to truly, truly understand the meaning of faith. Help us, Lord, to realize the power that there is in just relying and trusting in you. 
No matter what circumstances say, no matter what is happening around us, Lord, I pray, God, that you will help us to understand what it is to stand in faith. God, these people here, there's some that are really struggling, God. There are people here who have who have had financial struggles, family struggles, physical struggles, spiritual struggles. God, I pray for their faith right now. Lord, your own disciples asked you to, to help their unbelief. God, I'm asking you to help each one of us in our unbelief because we all struggle with it at times, Lord. We do struggle with that, and I pray, God, for these people. I pray for them right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.